everyone, welcome back. Oops, I just hit my laundry rack. Welcome <laughs> back to Capes and Japes, um, your number one podcast for people who have had laundry hanging in their room for several days. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, we're all, uh, we're all just doing our best out here. I, I mean, to be fair, my laundry is still just, like, clean in the basket, so. <laughs> That's fine, too. You know, some, we're doing what we can. Um, so, this week on Capes and Japes, if you listened to last week's, you know who we're talking about. If you didn't listen to last week's, but you recognized who the episode was, you can probably guess who we'd be talking about um, after this. But um, it's Big Barda time. Welcome to Big Barda Appreciation Hour. <laughs> Starts now, ends never. Everybody buckle up. Um, Big Barda um, sometimes goes by Barda Free because um, she is married to Scott Free. And she is also free. She, they are both, they are both free. Um, the, um, the Tom King Mr. Miracle comic has, like, a, <laughs> a bit about her trying to, like, give her legal name. She's like, no, it's just Big Barda. It, this is my name, Big Barda. Is that first name Big, last name Barda? No, my name is just Big Barda. It's just who I am. Um, so, Big Barda. Um, is also, uh, a creation of Jack Kirby, um, one of the new gods of Apocalypse. Um, if you didn't listen to the Scott episode for some reason, um, but you are listening to this one, um... I mean, look, sometimes you see an episode titled Big Barda and you're like, I gotta know what she's about. I gotta know this big, big ladies deal. Um, the new gods are a, uh, creation of Jack Kirby when he, uh, moved from Marvel to DC in, like, the 70s. He came up with this concept for this, like, uh, race of, like, super-powered immortal beings who live on these two kind of, like, opposing worlds, one that's kind of a, like, utopian planet world dimension called New Genesis, and one that is an evil dystopian hell one that's called Apocalypse. Um, and, uh, our, <laughs> our heroes, Big Barda and Scott Free, um, are both from Apocalypse. Scott is technically born on New Genesis, but he spends his whole childhood on Apocalypse, and it is terrible. Um, Barda is, uh, born on Apocalypse. Um, she is, uh, I'm pretty sure this was added in later. Um, and it's very, <laughs> I don't like this. Um, but she is, the daughter of another apocalyptian female warrior named Big Brida, um, whose, uh, whole thing was that she was, like, such a good warrior that, uh, they were like, oh, you just gotta, like, you gotta have as many kids as possible because all of your kids will be awesome warriors. Um. I hate it. It is. Yeah, I do hate it. Um, I mean, if that's her choice, then yeah. But if people are like, hey, you need to have babies, then it's like, yeah. uh, no. But Pretty again, much nothing. This is Apocalypse. I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, it's Apocalypse. Like, it's not supposed to be good, but I don't like it. I also, I feel like you could be like, you can be evil in like a less misogynist way. You can be equal opportunity evil. Um, but, um, supposedly, um, she had, like, uh, she had kids with, like, a bunch of different people. 
Um, but only one of them was a man that she actually cared about. Um, and that was the father of Big Barda. It is still unknown who that was. It doesn't really matter. Um, Big Brida also doesn't really matter that much to Barda's story because, um, she's not raised by her parents. She is, uh, taken from birth and raised in, uh, Granny Goodness's evil orphanage. Um, she's not even an orphan. (laughs) She's not an orphan. She does have parents, but, like, this is just... This is just the framing of it. It's also, like, Granny Goodness is also bad. Like, (laughs) words don't mean anything in Apocalypse. Granny Goodness is, we're gonna take your kid and train them to do shit that we want them to do. Okay, thanks, bye. (laughs) The school. Yes. No, it doesn't even say the school. That's just the building title. Yeah, they just ran out of room on the sign on the front. And they're like, this is what it's called. Um... But, uh, I've, it's, it has, like, it has, like, an official title. It's, like, the Terror Orphanage or something. Nothing in Apocalypse is subtle. It's called Apocalypse. Yeah. Barda's mom's name is Big Brida. Like, come on. Come on, guys. Um, but Barda is raised, um, by Granny Goodness, who is an evil, immortal old woman who is in charge of, uh, raising and training uh warriors to serve in Darkseid's evil world conquering army. Um and Barda is a uh an extremely adept uh warrior. She has like all like of the new gods have like you know like huge physical advantages over like regular humans. They're all like much stronger and faster and you know more durable and all of that um but Barda also undergoes uh a bunch of enhancements um when you know they see that she has like she's an extremely skilled fighter that make her even stronger and faster and more durable and agile and all of that stuff um so she's extremely extremely powerful and big um she um becomes the leader of the uh the female furies um who are uh dark sides like elite army of like female warriors um they're all like again it's apocalypse None of them have very subtle names. There's one named Stompa, who's uh, really big, and she has, like, very powerful boots that she, you know, kicks and crushes things with. Um, There's one named um, Lashina, who um, has, like, a a whip. and also this, like, very weird kind of fetishy-looking outfit. Um, there's one named Guillotina, who has, like, really big blades. Um. I do like that. I mean, yeah, like, do we, do we all, do we all support, <laughs> we all support her. Um, among, um, among some others. Um, and Barda, who is, uh their leader for a while, um, due to, you know, being the, uh, the coolest and most powerful one. (laughs) Um, she, um, there's, like, a few, a few different versions of the story of how she, like, becomes disillusioned with Apocalypse, like, some of them center it on her meeting Scott, um, and, like, seeing that he's, you know, kind of, uh, like, has a sense of, like, hope for a life beyond this, and, you know, doesn't want to help Darkseid take over the world and, like, (laughs) you know, erase all free will. Um, 
which like on the one hand I like I don't necessarily want like Barda's pivotal character development to be centered around a man but on the other it is a little bit funny to me to have Scott like playing like the kind of like manic pixie dream girl role it is good that like that's like not bad big warrior woman falls in love with soft man soft realizes maybe there could be a better life yeah she's you know she's like powerful and jaded and he's full of hope wow um there's also in um in a lot of versions there's a um another fury named um orally um and uh i think uh so orally is like a member of this uh secret resistance cell that uh scott is also a part of that's being led by uh himon who is a uh a a genesis a new genesisian new god who's undercover on apocalypse um i think like i'm unclear on this because some things i read say that orally what barda arrested orally and she was executed for dancing because she saw people, like, she used her mother box to, like, see, like, people, like, dancing in places that aren't Apocalypse, but dancing on Apocalypse is a crime because it's not evil. Um, and so I'm she sure was like, That you could find an evil form of dancing. <laughs> evil dance. <laughs> um, but, so, like, I, she was possibly executed for dancing like just the worst version of footloose like footloose but instead of going to jail it's like you get sent to the fucking like hell pits to be eaten by the beast with a thousand mouths or whatever um but it also said that uh something else i saw said that orly was part of the uh like Himon's resistance and she was killed when like that like their secret hideout was raided um and I know that there was like a recent-ish like Female Furies miniseries that kind of expanded on this whole backstory um so I don't know like what was retconned in but Basically, uh, Barda meets Scott, um, learns about this resistance group, uh, does under, for some reason, in some capacity, see Orly killed, possibly due to Barda's, like, own actions in, like, you know, bringing her in or, like, you know, tattling on her, um, and she's like, hmm, you know, Actually, I think I don't want to do this, and I hate it here. Hey, you know what? That felt bad. That felt bad. Actually, maybe what we're doing is bad. Um, so she, um, when she discovers that, uh, Scott is planning, uh, once again to escape Apocalypse, um... Oh, that's Scott always escaping things. Uh, always, look, it's just, it's what he does, man. Um, she, uh, enlists some of the Furies, um, to help him. Um, she, like, she doesn't go with him, um, at first. She's like, I'm still processing a lot of this. Uh, I gotta really consider what I want to do. Um, but I will help you escape. Um, but she does not too long after, uh, end up also, um, escaping Apocalypse and coming to Earth. 
Um, I don't like, this is, I don't think it's covered, like her escape is covered in much detail. I assume that like, because everyone still thinks she's loyal to Darkseid and like, possibly she has some of the Furies on her side that like, she's not being watched as closely as Scott is. Um, but it is funny for me to think about, like, Scott Free, like, the world's greatest escape artist, like, it's his one thing, and, like, then Barda just, like, shows up on Earth, and Scott's like, oh, you all, you also just, you also got out. <laughs> I love the idea of Barda just one day, like, okay, yeah, I've made up my mind, I miss Scott, I'm leaving, and just, like, walks away, <laughs> and nobody stops her. They're like, oh, she must be doing something important. Barda, where are you going? Eh, taking a walk. Oh, okay, see you for dinner. Bye! Um, huh, Barda's really late for dinner. Do you think she's okay? <laughs> yeah, she's fine. She can take care of herself. Um, God. Uh, but yeah, she goes to Earth. She tracks down Scott. Scott, at this point, has uh, taken up the mantle of... Uh, Mr. Miracle, a circus escape artist, after uh, the previous Mr. Miracle, a man named Thaddeus Brown, uh, died in a dark side-related gang conflict. Because <laughs> um, that's the kind of stuff you have to deal with <laughs> um, when, you know, you're on, you're on the run from the forces of evil. Um, she, um... She, she and Scott, uh, kind of, you know, date for a while before they, uh, get married. Um, Bart is also, like, friends with, uh, Scott, Thaddeus's manager, who became, like, Scott's manager and friend, uh, Oberon. Um, which is cute. I just like that they're friends. I think it's cute. Um, she has, um... Sort of, like, she has a weird relationship with the Furies where, um, like, they do, after, like, they find out that, uh, Barda and Scott are both escaped, um, Granny Goodness sends a bunch of the Furies, uh, to try and capture them, um, and they fail, um, because... Barda can best all of them in combat, um, and Scott is the world's greatest escape artist. Um, and maybe they weren't trying super hard. Possibly they weren't trying super hard, um, because later on, like, Scott gets, like, uh, captured and taken back to Apocalypse at some point, and Barda goes to rescue him, and she gets all the Furies to help her break him out. And then also, like, a bunch of the Furies come back to Earth with them and just start, like, helping Scott with his, like, escape artist, like, act. Like, they, like, use a bunch of their, like, you know, complicated apocalypse torture devices to be like, here, you can try and escape this. Um. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um. Which, um. I, this, like, this goes back and forth for a while, it seems like. Because then they do go back to Apocalypse and do more evil, but then, like, sometimes they come back. Um, it's very, I, you know, who knows? Who, who can truly say what's, um, what's going on with the female Furies? Um. They're just having a good time. You know, they just came out here to have a good time. Um, Barda and Scott, um, get married. Um, they are, uh, Scott's, uh, high father, Scott's biological dad marries them. Um, and they, um, start, um, for a while on and off, they, uh, try to have sort of a normal life. Um, for a while, they're living in, um, in New Hampshire, um, which I'm extremely charmed by. Um, and they, uh, they also, they, like, move to, uh, 
Greenwich Village. Um, they, um, at some point while they're, um, while they're living in New York, um, Barda becomes a, um, a professional wrestler. Good. Barda becomes a professional wrestler and apparently, like, people are just, like, nuts about her, um, as they should be, um, because look at her, uh, but, uh, people love Barda and then she gets really mad when she realizes that, like, wrestling is, like, fake, um, and, uh, she takes a bunch of other female wrestlers and, like, makes, forms, like, a, uh, like, basically, like, a self-defense, like, combat training school for women called the New Female Furies. That Um, is so good. It's so good. I love her. I love her to death. Um, but, uh, she, um, so they spend, uh, they spend a lot of time trying on and off to kind of, like, retire from superheroing and or show business. Like, I think there's, like, periods of time where, like, Scott is trying to be, like, a professional escape artist, but not a superhero. Um, but it never really works, because, you know, they're, uh, from Apocalypse. Scott, like, technically clears their names at some point, because he, like, goes back and, like, you know, asks to, like, officially win his freedom through, like, a trial by combat, but, like, this is, like, it's a apocalypse, like, they still gotta deal with, you know, people coming and trying to kill them, and just, like, non-apocalypse, like, supervillains, and, like, all of, you know, the rest of the superhero community being like, oh, Barda, you're so big and strong, please help us fight this. Barda, please. <laughs> please. Somebody got a hold of some apocalypse tech, and we need you. We need you. We're so little and weak. Um, Barda also, like, Barda is very invested in them being, like, a normal couple. Um, and, like, enjoys doing, like, like, cooking. And, like cleaning, um, and having, like, normal couple time, but she's very bad at them, (laughs) um, because, you know, she spent, like, probably a few hundred years, um, just training to, uh, you know, (laughs) torture and murder the enemies of Darkseid, um, and not, like, uh, how to cook, (laughs) um, it's an incredibly good trope, though. It's very... It's really... I mean, if I were Barda, I would probably jump at the chance to just, like, you know, live with my tiny husband in New Hampshire and just, like, you know, like, make soup and, like, read books. Um, maybe learn how to knit. Um, Ooh. But... I would also be very bad at them if I were Barda, and I've had, like, absolutely no exposure to this even, like, things like this, like, were not even on Barda's radar for her whole life before this. I mean, look, I'm not very good at cooking, and I've been aware of cooking for my entire life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, she, um... There's like def- there's like several scenes of her like wearing her like full battle armor but with like an apron and like oven mitts over it. Um it's um it's extremely good. Um so while they are um at some point during uh Scott and Barda's like uh quote unquote retirement, um Scott ends up uh joining the uh the Justice League International. Um and 
Uh, Barda, you know, while not, like, on the Justice League, like, still, you know, comes in to help them with stuff occasionally, um, such as when (laughs) Scott is replaced by a robot because he, uh, went on an intergalactic tour (laughs) without his consent, um... Very fun, Scott coming back and having to tell Bardo that he's alive. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes your husband is replaced by a robot and you don't know about it, and then the robot explodes, and then you think that your husband died doing Justice League stuff. Um, she also, um, while um, at one point she um, she goes on a mission with like. Uh, Rocket Red and Gnort, and, uh, they fight Lobo, um, and Barda, like, teleports Lobo away to a random location, and he ends up where Guy Gardner is. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Random location meaning New York. (laughs) Justice League headquarters. (laughs) Justice League headquarters. Yeah. Um, so... Also, at this point in time, um, Lobo does have a contract for, I'm pretty sure, the entire Justice League. (laughs) So Lobo's just like, well, I guess I'll just wait here until they come come back and just take them all out at once. Shenanigans ensue. Oh, I'm sure. Um, she, um, she also, um, she, uh, she hangs out with fire a few times. Um, at one point her, um, her extremely powerful, uh, apocalyptic weapon, which is called the Mega Rod, um, which, like, can, like, you know, like, blast stuff and, like, teleport people and like do all this stuff get stolen from her car and like why was it in your car it was just in the trunk you know you don't think anybody's gonna steal your car and then steal it out of the trunk it's just so just imagining her like you know like getting ready for her day and just like hold on let me put my like ultra powerful interdimensional rod in the trunk no, I mean, she needed it for something. I can't remember what right now, but she needed it for something. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, my car is gone. And then it's like, shit, the Mega Rod was in there. And they're like, what? God damn it. Had to go get it. Teen um, got it. Killed all his friends. Not great. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, teens. Yeah, because uh, Mega Rods also have subliminal messaging in them. And Varda's the only one strong enough to not listen to it. Wow. I love her. Um, too bad about that team, though. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, (laughs) there is also, I feel like, kind of a running thread of, like, Varda kind of, uh, trying to, (laughs) to gently bullying Scott. (laughs) into helping her with stuff um but uh she also um she's on the uh jla also for a little bit um because she and orion are sent by uh like the new high father um to uh help the justice league deal with a an old god war machine called Mageddon. Um, but, um, they're on, um, she's on the Justice League for a little bit. She also, um, she joins the Birds of Prey, um, in their, uh, kind of, like, one of, like, the team shakeups they have around, like, issue 100, where, Dinah leaves, um, and, uh, Judo Master and Barda and Misfit, 
um, and maybe one or two others join, um, but, uh, Oracle specifically contacts Barda, asking her to be, like, the muscle, um, of, uh, of the team, um, it's, like, it's not, it it's, doesn't last that long because I think like this like run of the comic didn't last too much longer after this because this wasn't like um this was like shortly before Gail Simone ended up leaving um she does get to have a very cool fight um with Knockout who is another former female fury um who was on the Suicide Squad um and she also has a um a very um a very cute scene with um black canary's kind of like adopted daughter um sin um where um she shows uh she shows sin the megarod um and then sin teaches her about pokemon oh i do remember that yeah, and then Barda just um plays Pokemon with a child. Um like actual Pokemon trading card game, yeah. Yeah, the cards. Um incredible. It's um it's very cute. Um this is also it's like uh not too long after she joins the Birds of Prey that um, the, the freaking, the, I don't even want to talk about this again because it seems so silly, but the thing during, like, the death of the new gods thing that they do, the event that they do in the lead up to Final Crisis, where, uh, a bunch of the, the intention was initially to get rid of all the new gods because nobody knew how to write them. Um, so Barda gets uh killed um Scott is very upset and like goes on like uh you know kind of a little bit of a rampage um and then um Scott also dies and all the new gods die and then at the end of Final Crisis they all get brought back to life um cause somebody didn't try hard enough <laughs> somebody just didn't do a good enough job. Um, but, uh, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's, you know, as far as, uh, women in comics disease go, um, at least it doesn't last that long. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it could have been worse. Everybody else could have come back except Bart. Yeah. Um. God, I would have, I would have destroyed them. Um, <laughs> I would have ripped DC Comics up from the earth. <laughs> um, she, um, she and Scott show up in uh the New Fifty Two. Um, I'm not sure what they've been up to in Rebirth outside of the Tom King miniseries. Um, but I also don't know, like, how that fits into continuity as kind of, like, a standalone thing. Um, but, um, as you can tell, we, I, I love Barda a lot. We both, <laughs> we love Barda. Um, I have, um, I have a very specific uh, fondness for Barda because, um, she shows up in, um, the first, like, proper, uh, comic books I ever read, which was, uh, the Jeff Loeb, Jim Lee, Batman, Superman series. Um, I think this is, like, just before she ends up getting recruited to the Birds of Prey. Um, but, like, the second arc, um of this series is, uh, Supergirl showing up, um, and, uh, you know, Batman and Superman's conflicting approaches as to how to deal with Supergirl, and she ends up getting, like, 
kidnapped by Darkseid and taken to Apocalypse. And he, like, you know, brainwashes her and turns her evil. Um, and while they're, you know, gearing up to go rescue Kara from Apocalypse, um, like, uh, Bruce and Clark and Diana are all going, um, and they mention that they're going to go, uh, get Big Barda because they need her help. And I remember, like, even, like, very young, I remember seeing that there was a female character named Big Barda, um, and just, like, kind of automatically assuming that, like, she would be a joke, um, like, either, like, like a, a fat joke, or, like, a, uh, you know, like, the kind of, like, transmisogynistic joke of, like, a woman who's, like, you know, extremely muscular, but, like, you know, gruff and, like, voiced by a man if it's, like, you know, an audio medium, um, and it's, like, you know, like, it's funny, uh, like, how- Ha <laughs> big Barda. Yeah. Ha. Yeah. You know, oh, we're all, like, we're scared of her, um- I mean, you should be scared of her. She is extremely powerful. She is extremely powerful. Um, but, like, then they go and talk to her while, like, she and Scott are just living in their, um, their, like, house in Connecticut. Um, I think, I think Scott is there briefly. I can't remember. I feel like I remember seeing Barda and Scott interacting just briefly and going like, oh, um, big Barda, we need your help. Okay. All right, honey. Love you. Be safe. Bye. (laughs) Yep. Um, they go and get Barda and she's just like, you know, an extremely stacked, tall, powerful woman wearing cool armor. Um, and she does have like, uh, In some of her appearances, she has, like, she has this, like, bikini thing that she wears, like, under her armor, um, with, like, this kind of, like, gold, like, circlet, um, which I think is kind of unnecessary. But her, like, her regular armor is, like, cool, um, and I don't want to be, like, wow, like, feminism is solved forever, um, but it was genuinely sort of, like, you know, surprising for young me to just be like, oh, she's just, like, cool and tough. Wait, girls are allowed to do this? Rad! Yeah, like, wow! Um, but, yeah, and also, um, her relationship with Scott is so great! <laughs> um, and, you know, like, uh, Again, very unusual in that, uh, Barda is much larger, much physically stronger, um, and much more inclined to, like, uh, go to, like, uh, physical violence as her first solution for things. Um, and, uh, Scott is much smaller, um, and more inclined to, like, uh, think or sneak his way out of problems. Um, it's, uh, barbarian rogue shipping. It really, really is. Um, and, like, also that they, you know, that they just, like, genuinely, like, adore and support each other. Um... And it's not like, you know, except for like a few jokes here and there, it's not like, oh, uh oh, like Scott and his like terrifying wife. It's like, no, he, he loves her. Like, he loves the shit out of her. And they're they, like, yeah, there are a couple jokes in like Justice League International where like Ted or someone's like, wow, can't, like, she's kind of scary and large and everything. And Scott's like, yeah, that's my wife. I love her so much. <laughs> God, I love my big wife. I love my tall wife. Um, like, uh, 
Barta tends to be protective of him more often than he needs to be protective of Barta. Um, even though, you know, again, the one time that she died, he did, like, just go apeshit. But, like, usually he doesn't really get protective of her because she is so capable of defending herself. Um, I, um, uh, I mentioned this briefly, um, during, uh, uh, Scott's episode, but, um, Jack Kirby, uh, he based Barda's, like, design on, um, the actress, uh, Lainey Kazan, Kazan, um, but he based their relationship, like, somewhat in, you know, a fantastical way, um, on his relationship with his wife, um, which is just, like, I want, I want whatever they have. Um, whatever Jack Kirby and his wife were doing, clearly something works. Um, and, uh, also glad that Tom King, uh, in, uh, his series was like, yeah, she tops. (laughs) Um, which is like, thank you. Um, thank you for these rights. Uh, I think a lot about that, um, that... One photo of Oscar Isaac standing next to Gwendolyn Christie that, like, does the rounds on Twitter every so often. And every single time, people are like, why is this not Mr. Miracle and Big Barda? And I'm like, you, I mean, they're right. They should say it. Yeah. It's fun because every time I think of, um, I saw, like, a chart on Twitter that was, just like a little like four corner one where like one axis was uh, who a ship is for uh, for the gays or for the hets and like the like if it's a gay ship or a het ship and yes it it was like to start fandom drama put ships on this quadrant but every time I'm just like man. Scott Barter really is a het ship for the gays, ain't it? <laughs> it really is. They they are they are the only ones we respect. Um oh my god. It's it's they're so excellent. I'm very glad they exist. Um I um did you have uh any other any other things to say about Barda or Barda and Scott. Just that I love her. Just that God, we love her. I love her. In she could house. bench press me. <laughs> yeah. She she could and she should. I think that's her right. <laughs> just Barda, I just want to know what it feels like to be bench pressed once in my life. <laughs> Please. You're the only one I trust to do it. Ugh. But I didn't read any comics this week. Instead, I watched the entirety of Legend of Korra. Yes, uh, you just finished it a few hours before this. Yeah, yeah, I did. uh, It was fun. um, I liked it. There were some. There was some stuff where I was like, "Huh," and like you can't help but compare and contrast it to Avatar: The Last Airbender, and some stuff you can be you can look at it and be like that's weird and then you remember that like nickelodeon tried to trash this show so bad yeah and it's like you know all things considered really good show really good work i mean honestly yeah like given given what they were working with um definitely uh some fumbles in the middle but I think it finished strong. Yeah. It's funny, though, because finishing Avatar The Last Airbender, I was filled with, like, this very calm energy Mm -hmm. that, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go outside and garden for several hours. (laughs) I just need to, like, care for some plants. And then finishing Korra, I was like, I need to make something. (laughs) 
I need I need to build something with my hands. It was not uh. a very calm energy. <laughs> I also have not yet been able to build something with my hands because recording. But uh, tomorrow I'm probably gonna sew. I did set up the room. Hell yeah. In the time that between finishing and uh, uh, recording. I'm just like, all right. I hope my nephew's not coming over anytime soon to nap because <laughs> the bed is gone now. The bed is gone. I'm going to use this for sewing. Goodbye. Sewing only. He can sleep under the table for all I care. <laughs> oh, how about you, Olivia? Um, I had... I did have... Not comics that I read to talk about, but a couple comics things I wanted to mention. Um, one is that, uh, uh, Ryan North's, uh, Ryan North and Albert Monty's, uh, graphic novel adaptation of, uh, Slaughterhouse-Five came out this past week, um, which... I am going to read at some point this year, um, but I am uh, very excited about it. It looks very cool. Um, I am. It's been a very long time since I read Slaughterhouse Five, um, and I'm very curious how it translates to graphic novel format. Um, but the excerpts I've seen look very cool, and God knows I love Ryan North, so, um... I think we all know you love Ryan North. I think... I think it is no secret at this point. Um... Was it a secret at any point? <laughs> I don't know. Um, probably not. Um, the other one is, um... I saw that, um... Uh, Rosemary, uh, Valero O'Connell's, uh, kind of, like, comic anthology, uh, Don't Go Without Me, is available to buy digital now, which I, I, I think just, like, happened today, um, which I will probably be doing later tonight, because I really wanted to buy it, but I don't have a lot of space for anything uh in my new place and I was like I should probably buy less stuff but if I get it digitally it will not take up any space and I won't have to worry about it well it will take up digital space it will take up digital space but I'm not really concerned about that it's much smaller than physical space yes um it um it looks very stunning. I love her art uh, in Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. Um, I'm very excited to check that out. And a third thing is that um, one of my very favorite conventions, which is the uh, Massachusetts Independent Comics Expo, um, usually happens in October. And, uh, this year they are doing a, like, uh, an all, like, virtual con, but they're doing it, um, over the course of a month. So throughout October, um, they're gonna have a, a bunch of, uh, panels and workshops and things, um, that are all free. Um, it's one of the reasons why it's my favorite. This is a... Totally free con. Um, free mice online this October. <laughs> get your free mice. Um, but they are, um, you do have to like register for things. Um, but it's free. Um, and they have what looks like a lot of like very interesting like panels and panelists. They've also like, they've only announced like the first couple of weeks so far. So there will be more. Um, and, uh, yeah, if that is, um, something you're interested in, you, uh, should check that out, maybe. Um, 
And you should also, while you're at it, check us out. You should check us out online and follow us on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and Facebook. One or all of those. Um, and uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you have something you want to talk about. Um, you can join our Discord server where you can uh, view Cora live blogs and all kinds of other fun stuff. I did offer to make a new channel. Nobody said anything about it, so I continued in general. <laughs> and it was great, and I love to see it. Um, we have a, uh, Patreon, if you want to, uh, support us there. You can, uh, get bonus content, uh, watch stuff, help pick what we talk about. Um, we, um, if you can't do that, but you still want to support the show, it would be radical if you left a rating and or a review, um, where you listen to it. Um, we would love that so much. Um, also, if you felt like telling a friend about the show, um, if you have a friend who you think would love Big Barda and who doesn't, um, you should, uh, tell them about it. And also, just, you know, being here and joining us is truly the greatest gift of all. So, thank you for being here today on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always... Kiss me, Big Barda. Bench press me, Big Barda. Yes. Yes. Oh.